What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Welcome back in. It's a numbers game here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Kelly Bidlin here as well. And now with us of True Media Sports. Our guy, Paul Carr, joins us as we got a quartet of games in the Champions League. First leg of the round of 16, second edition. Paul, it's a pleasure to talk to you today. Morning, Jeff. Pleasure to talk to you. Good yeah. job holding the seat down while Gil's off doing whatever Gil's doing. I, I, I Look, I, I, Gil is getting sun somewhere. I, I, I think uh, I think we all have a pretty good guess of where he is, but I, look, it's great to be back in the chair <laughs> Uh, and it's great to talk to you today, Paul. And uh, I will actually before uh, before we get into soccer, because uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Spring training is usually a pretty big uh, time for you for you over at True Media Sports, correct? Yeah, I'm headed down to Florida on Saturday, meet with a bunch of teams, and then Arizona the week after that. So yeah, we start making the rounds, just making sure everyone's caught up with all the new stuff from the off season. And it'll be a I, it'll be a little bit warmer than uh, than uh, what you got right now in Kansas. I, I'm yep. pretty sure on that one as well. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's get into today's uh, card. Let's start with the game you don't have a play on because this one will catch the attention of casual soccer fans for sure. And that's Liverpool and Real Madrid. Obviously, it's been a, a horrendous domestic campaign for Liverpool. <laughs> so all the focus is on this. Uh, they are a slight favorite 
uh, at home, uh, plus 110, uh, draw plus 250, uh, Real plus 230, uh, with a total of two and a half here, Paul. Yeah, and this is definitely the big game of the day. I mean, it's the marquee teams. It's a rematch of last year's final. Mm -hmm. For me, it's a stay away just because, I, I don't know, Liverpool, like you said, they're a mess. They're in eighth place. They still have the pieces. You know, we keep kind of expecting them to turn around. They're still kind of the favorite for the fourth Champions League spot, I think, in the Premier League. But they just haven't done it. The defense has been leaky. Uh, Darwin Nunez, I don't think, is going to play in this game because of injury. Uh, their center forward up top, although Diego Jota might be back. Um, so I just I don't trust Liverpool, especially defensively. On the other side, you know, Real Madrid's been playing fairly well. You know, they're top of La Liga in goals and expected goals and second place overall. Uh, but their problem is they're missing Tony Cruz and Chuameni in midfield, you know, probably their best passer and their best defensive midfielder. So I don't know what we're going to get out of that midfield, out of Real Madrid. I just feel like this game could go either way. I mean, Liverpool could come out and kind of blow the doors off them or Liverpool defense could be what it has been all season and Madrid could kind of run away with it. So I don't have a play here. I probably lean over two and a half, but you know, the first leg of these uh, matchups, you know, Real Madrid really would be fine if it's like nil nil and they go home and they just got to get a win. So I, I just don't have a good feel for how this game could play out. I feel like it's just about everything's on the table. And uh, that's going to make for a fun watch if everything's on the table. That have yeah. been maybe some in-game yeah, I mean, opportunities on that one. Yep. Yeah, if we, if we can tell early that Madrid's midfield is a disaster and Liverpool seems to have it all, then that's maybe you're, you're jumping on that. Or if Liverpool's defense does what Liverpool's defense has been doing and Madrid's going to hit them on the counter all day, that might be an opportunity. Yeah, just, just a, a messy angle, a messy thing from a betting perspective. It's going to be a fun game. It's probably the best game of the four this week, but I just don't have any idea what could happen here. Let's go to the second game today. Uh, all these games at the same time today, by the way, uh, 3 o'clock Eastern time, noon Pacific for these Champions League games today and tomorrow. How about Napoli, who is well on their way to winning Serie A for the first time in a while, 15 yeah. points clear of Inter in domestic play in Italy, and they go to Germany today uh, to take on Eintracht Frankfurt. Of course, uh, Frankfurt winning Europa League last year, getting the bid into Champions League based off that, and they've made the most of it into the round of 16. Uh, you're, you're looking, though, with the road Italian side here. I don't know how you can go against Napoli. I mean, there's a real case. They're the best team in Europe right now or playing the best at least might be the better way of saying it. Uh, they're playing well. They're running hot. Like they're not, they haven't been 15 points better than the rest of the league this year based on most of the numbers. But, you know, you take those wins that maybe you didn't quite deserve or a draw if you should have lost. And that all adds up to you know a big lead, which is, you know, that's the game. That's how soccer works out. Uh, but they're also playing well. So they're playing well. They're running well. Uh, their defense has been the limiting opportunities for opponents. Their offense has been created. I mean, it's, it's just that simple. Sometimes they've been doing things well on both ends of the field. One seven straight Serie A games. Uh, I, I don't know how you go against them. I've played Napoli to win at plus one fifteen. You can get it at plus one twenty uh, today. It kind of drifted the opposite way I expected it to. Eintracht's okay. You know, they're like a fringe top four type of Bundesliga team that has its ups and downs over the course of a season. And they've got a couple guys who are you know, in good form. Randall Kulamwani is a top scorer for them this season. He's playing well. But Napoli is just so good in tack, so good in defense. Uh, you know, there's a, there, I think they're a reasonable third choice probably to win Champions League this year if you wanted to 
take a long shot around 10 to one right now, but I like him winning this one at plus 115. You can get a little better now. Let's go to tomorrow, Paul. We'll, we'll start in San Siro in Milan as Inter Milan will host Porto. Hey, look, this could be a banner year for the Portuguese first division where they have a legitimate yeah. chance to get two teams into the quarterfinal of the Champions League as Benfica handled Club Bruges in uh, Belgium last week as there are Benficas on their way to the round of eight. Uh, right now uh, for tomorrow, Inter Milan is a minus-135 favorite at home, uh, but you're looking at a goal line here in this one. Uh, you know, this one, I think these Portuguese teams always get overlooked a little bit in Champions League. You know, it's kind of understandable because, you know, they're not – one of the top leagues, people don't get to watch them on TV as much. Uh, and you know, the bottom of the league is not all that strong. You know, there's two, three teams that usually dominate. They're kind of a, I don't know, kind of the equivalent of Gonzaga or something. Maybe not Gonzaga today, but Gonzaga of 10 or 15 mm -hmm. years ago when the rest of the West coast conference was just not generally not very good. And you always have these questions. How good is Gonzaga? Kind of the same thing here with these Portuguese teams. Uh, but I think Porto's legit, you know, they haven't lost in the league since October. Uh, they've made runs, you know, they made runs. Uh, they beat Juve two, three years ago in Champions League. Not that a lot of those same players are here, but it's almost more of a mentality and a sign of, you know, how good are these teams when they get into Europe? So I kind of like the price on Porto here because uh, I, I look at the double chance or, you know, plus half a goal, however you want to call that at plus 105, I think is the price I got it at. They have a couple injury concerns, but Inter has been good, not great, and I think they're just ripe for the taking. So I can get slightly plus money or even even money on Porto getting a win or a draw here. I like that. Let's go to the other game tomorrow, Paul, and this is – you're going with the big price here. Uh, Rebel Leipzig uh, hosting Man City. Of course, Man City had the big win last week in the middle of the week, beating Arsenal, taking over first place in the Premier League, and then – flipping around and drawing Nottingham Forest on Saturday. Uh, you're looking at the home squad in Leipzig here with a big underdog price. Yeah, definitely. Obviously taking the shot here. Uh, played Leipzig at plus 340. I might be able to find a plus 350 or so, but plus 340 for me. Uh, Leipzig, you know, you look at their season-long numbers. They don't look great. But a lot of that is skewed because they were not very good the first month or two of the season. They only had a couple wins through seven games, and the underlying numbers weren't good. But they've kind of turned things around since then. Just one league loss in the last 14 games. They have Christopher Nguku back. He played over the weekend. He missed a few games, and he should start. He's their big forward up top, who's second in the Bundesliga in goals. So he should be back for this game. Uh, may or may not start, but he should at least be a factor. Um, he had a hat trick against City last year in the group stage. So not that he's going to do that again, of course. but just a sign of what he can do. Uh, I mentioned they played City in the group stage last year, so you know they're familiar with some semblance of this team. They know Earl Holland because he played in Dortmund for a couple of years, so they know him that way. Um, and City hasn't been great in most of the big games this year. And I know they beat Arsenal last week, but you know, that scoreline, I think, was a little misleading. Uh, they lost to Tottenham. They lost to Man United. So on the road, I think Leipzig, on the City being on the road, I think Leipzig knows they gotta win at least get a result here but you really want to win because you got to go to city next week and you really need to take an advantage back there so i like taking a shot here again you're obviously taking a shot at plus 350 and maybe city goes out and scores twice early and i'm going to regret everything but i think it's a pretty good price that should be closer to plus 300 so that's what i played here leipzig to win paul uh, let's look at the futures board real quick in the champions league of course uh look man city is still a massive favorite all things considered mm -hmm. a plus 185 Bayern, who went to Paris 
and beat PSG last week and with a big advantage heading back uh, to, to Allianz next week or in a few weeks from now, plus 350. And then you have Liverpool, Real Madrid, and Napoli at 10-1, to 1, everyone else longer than that. What are you looking at here on this uh, futures board for the Champions League? Yeah, so I was lucky slash good enough to get. I got Byron at plus 600 last week before the first leg because I really like that price because I don't think PSG is all that great. Um, I'm looking now. I mean, Napoli is the one I like right here. 10 to 1 because they're playing Eintracht to, again, decent team, but probably the second worst team left in this round of 16 after Bruges. So getting 10 to one's not bad. That'll obviously drop after this first leg if Napoli pulls off the win. So yeah, that's the one I like. Cause I mean, after those first couple, it's just a big kind of shrug emoji. Like none of these teams have been super impressive except for Napoli. Uh, and you know, sure they could all, there's a lot that could make a run, but there's not anybody I really trust. I mean, you're looking like Chelsea is the, what the seventh favorite there. And they've been a disaster. Liverpool's your you know, joint third favorite. And we talked about how much they've struggled this year. So yeah, if I had to take a shot on someone outside the top couple, I'd go with Napoli at 10 to one. Paul in, in 15 seconds, I'm putting you on the spot here real quick. Better domestic okay. league championship bet right now. Dortmund at plus 750 to win Bundesliga or Man United coming from behind and winning the Prem at 12 to one. Uh, I would take Dortmund of those two. I don't think United, they're playing well, but I don't think they could catch both City and Arsenal. Dortmund right now in a three-way tie at the top of Bundesliga with Bayern Munich and, as we all expected, Union Berlin at the top with those two teams, as we all expected. He's Paul Carr again, True Media Sports, on the tweets at Paul Carr. Paul, pleasure as always. Thanks for being with us this morning. You bet. Have a good one, Jeff. Paul Carr, everyone. Now, we're going to bring Kelly Bidlin back in here next. Because we have college hoops to talk about. See if Kelly likes my plays tonight. Let's do That's it. That's next. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hey, if you want to become part of the VSEN family, now's the time to do it. Because if you're looking for the betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, we got you covered here at VEASAN because the pro subscription right now is available for an introductory offer of $9.99. VEASAN pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props is available to you now. On a limited time offer for just $9.99 to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe to take advantage of that right now. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Big thanks to Paul Carr for joining us in the last segment. Our guy Dan Burke with us in 15 minutes. Kelly Bidlin's here as well. I'm pumped. Pumped for Dan Burke. This is going to be, again, the Parlay Burke Bidlin producer reunion. <laughs> again, all we're missing is Mondaka. All we're missing. Yeah, he's we're, not far away. We can Jorge's somewhere, somewhere in town. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know where he is, but <laughs> inevitably, I, it, it, there was one run where I legitimately, legitimately would have uh, seen <laughs> a, 
I was at four straight times I went to Circa. I saw Jorge every single time I went, Kelly, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, it is. Regardless. All right, so. You ready for some college hoop apps? Yeah, let's do it. Kelly, 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 throw games at me. Let's see what we got. All right, 6.30 Eastern time today. Villanova at Xavier. Xavier laying four and a half, 147 your total. Down from six on the overnight. Xavier's battling a whole bunch of injuries. Uh, Injuries to the bench, of course. Fremantle, their big is still out with injury. Villanova has had, uh, Kelly, let's just say how it is. It's been a season from hell for the Wildcats. Uh, Under 500. In both the league and overall, I just, again, I don't think the t- the talent is not there for what Villanova's been over the last few years. Obviously, Jay Wright's not there. That's the bigger factor. And Kyle Neptune really just trying to get in, get in rhythm as a, a coach at a high level in the Big East as opposed to the A-10 where kind of turned Fordham around for a program that was just a debacle for two decades. Now Fordham is could win the A-10 this year. But, I, you know, Kelly, I will say this. I think this is too light on Xavier. I understand why the market took six. I understand why the market even took five and a half, five. But now that we're sub five, I do like Xavier. If this holds up, or heck, if this even gets the four, I probably will end up on the Musketeers tonight. They're just the better basketball team. And I will say this as well, their guard play, their guard play does not get the credit nationally for how good it is because Sule Boom is awesome. I, I know all the metrics will say tell you Fremantle's their best player. Sule Boom is their best player and has been their best player all year long. So I, I like Xavier tonight. I'm going to wait this out, see if we get a four, okay. and I'm going to hop all over it. I don't know if we get there, but four and a half is still good on the X-Men. Parles with the strong lean to the X tonight. Which, if I don't bet it, that means the X-Men win by 25. (laughs) All right, next up, 7 p.m. Eastern time, Miami at Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, two and a half point favorite, 152 and a half the total. All right, let's go to Twitter's favorite trend, Kelly. Betting Twitter's favorite trend all this year has been the home unranked favorite against ranked teams. You can't go on Twitter without seeing it. We're going to see it all night today because we got two of them. This is one of them. Home teams that are unranked against the ranked team when they're favored to 29 to 13 against a number this year, Kelly. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good number. High percentage. But first time these teams played in Miami, uh, this was actually one of the games that Sean McCollum and I had together that we won, Kelly. Okay. Shockingly enough. We both had Miami that day. We laid points. Miami got there in the end, uh, winning by, uh, what was it, won by nine that day. In a game that was wildly high scoring, by the way, 92-83. I do think this is another over game. Vatek is dreadful defensively as well. Miami, the only reason Miami's as low in the metrics as they are is because they're bad defensively too. But as I said to Matt Cox earlier in the show, you're giving me the better team getting points with – Arguably the best guard duo in the country of Isaiah Wong and Nigel Pack. And their guards is, and look, Vatek's guards are solid. Padula's a good player. But those two dudes, Pack and Wong, Vatek's not going to be able to guard them like they couldn't guard them the first go around in Coral Gables. I am going against the herd, which I can tell you the group think is going to take Vatek today. I can guarantee you that will happen. But I'm on Miami. I'll take points. I'll probably even take a little money line. I'll just take the better team. And if the trend bites me in the butt, so be it. 
I like right. Miami. That's a play from Jeff Parles. Parles in charge on pl- Miami plus two and a half. Yeah, there you go. Tonight in at Virginia Tech. All right, next up, 7 o'clock Eastern, Baylor at Kansas State. Great game. First time these teams played overtime game. K-State won outright as an eight-point underdog in Waco. Uh, this line, I think, is a little overinflated on Baylor because of the revenge angle, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not playing this. My numbers made this a pick. One and a half road favorite. Yeah, one and a half. These my numbers made it a pick. That feels right. It is the ultimate coin flip. I have no interest in taking a point and a half in a game that I think is an absolute coin flip. K State has slowed down a little bit from their peak, but they got a very important win on Saturday coming from behind to beat Iowa State. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. They needed that win against the Cyclones to stabilize things, and they got it. Baylor, look, Baylor's immensely talented. They are nowhere near as good defensively as they usually are. That is why I don't think they're in for a deep march run this year. But it is, man, this is a this is an even game. Wouldn't shock me if we get overtime again. Right. No play here. Hard pass from Jeff yes. Parles on that game. All right, staying at seven o'clock Eastern, Tennessee at Texas A and M. Texas A and M one and a half point favorite, one twenty nine your total. Tennessee, and I, I was actually on uh, Hooping with Hoops with Greg Peterson, uh, uh, or whatever that podcast. I guess that's a Greg Peterson college basketball podcast. Oh yeah, of course. Now, respect it. Yeah, no. Uh, well, it was Hooping <laughs> with Hoops at one time, um, but uh, was on with the uh, podcast that that came out at midnight uh, today, and I said that Tennessee is the team that the metrics have missed on the most in at least the last decade, because their metrics defensively are so good that they overshadow the fact that they're a mediocre offensive team. And I don't even – and look, I, Kelly, I don't know what your thoughts on this is, especially in the college game. So I forget who's making this point. It might have been Kai McKeon, actually, on Twitter. When you say a team is great defending three-point land, it's a little more random than oh, say they're yeah. great at defending the rim. Right. Because – a lot of that has to do with how a team is shooting yeah, against yeah. you. Who are you playing? Right. right. What is their, the their three-point shooting percentage? And the yeah. SEC has been a bad three-point shooting league this year. And Tennessee is number one in the country against the three, defending the three this year. A&M's, A&M is somehow still somewhat on the bubble, even though they're 12-2 and two in conference play because they had a very mediocre non-con and they had a horrible loss at home to Wofford and a neutral loss to Murray, which are both bad losses this year. I like AM in this game. I think they will this will be one of those games where Tennessee just struggles to score. Because even though AM is better technically in the numbers offensively than they are defensively, if you watch AM in conference play, they have been great defensively in conference play. They're under 100 points per 100 possessions in conference play. Kelly, last time I checked, that's pretty good. Not bad. It's not bad. So, I think this is a lean to the home favorite. This is a lean to the home favorite. This is also a lean to the under at 129, but I probably won't bet it because I really don't like betting low totals under. All right, next up, 8.30 Eastern, Marquette at Creighton. Creighton laying 5.5, 146.5. So, this kind of feels like the nuts spot for Creighton, as weird as that may seem with Creighton on, on what is – just an incredible stretch of basketball now where they're, they've won loss since January 11th. Their only loss was that epic double OT game last week at Providence, which was as good of a game as there's been in college basketball this year. What seed is, is Creighton in the tournament? Like, what do you think? I think be? Creighton's going. I, the problem is Creighton's non-con was a mess. 
I think they're going to end up – look, the Big East was disrespected too. Mm-hmm. I would make them a five, personally. Okay. They could end up as low as a seven. I feel like this is a lot of people's sleeper fun. Which if they end up as a seven, yikes for that two seed. That is a horrible, horrible, horrible draw. Um, I'm not betting this game because, I, look, as our, as our friend Tim Murray has always said, Kelly Bidlin, you can't doubt Shaka as a dog. Can't doubt his teams as an underdog. But this really feels like a good spot for Creighton. And, and Marquette has struggled against the number recently, as, as Matt Cox said earlier. And, look, I, I, of all those good teams in the Big East, I think Creighton is better than Marquette. I think – I. Like Providence more than Marquette, even though Marquette's ceiling is higher than Providence's. Xavier and Marquette are basically the same basketball team when everyone's healthy. And UConn, UConn might be the most talented team in this league, but they're just so boneheaded that I can't trust them. No All play right. in this one. 20 seconds on one last remaining ranked versus ranked uh, game. Iowa State at Texas. Texas laying seven and a half, 136 or total. This is a points. very, I, I probably will bet this, this is a significant lean to the Cyclones. Just too many points at seven and a half. I know Texas needed OT to be the mediocre Oklahoma team on Saturday, but you're giving me too many points with that. This is kind of like earlier in the year where you're getting a ton of points with Iowa State against Kansas, and they covered on the road at the Fog. Hey, our guy Dan Burke, he's going to join us next here on a numbers game. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Split bets. There we go. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see where the action is changing constantly. Find out where the betting public is uh, betting these games, see where the money doesn't match, the number of tickets, and uh, where the public opinion is going. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way VEASAN is here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check them out today at VEASAN.com. Happy to be with you on a numbers game. I'm Jeff Parles. Kelly Bidlin is here. And now, to complete the uh, trio of producer <laughs> reunion that we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for this, Kelly. We even had this planned out at a different time and then had to scrap it uh, earlier in the year. But now, in the flesh. Oh, yeah, we did. In studio. Yes, we did. I was like, what the hell was Jeff talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, come on. I, I, look, I, I, I misremember a bunch of things, as Andy Pettit would say, but I, I remember that correctly. <laughs> Our guy, you see him on Live Bet Saturday and Sunday. You now hear him on the VEASAN NHL podcast with Andy McNeil. Our guy, Danny Burke. <laughs> it's good to see you. I, I, I haven't seen Danny in person since uh I, th- I think pre-pandemic. It might have been it that might, long. It's been, I, my first time being here since January 2021 when I came back to move everything back to Chicago for everybody unfamiliar was here from, it was August 2020 to then like, or no, sorry, it was February 2019, August 2020, yeah. came back January 2021, and it's been since then. So it's it's been awesome to be back, Jeff. See everybody, uh, see you and Kelly and Sean back there, and uh, work both at South Point and then obviously at Circus. So uh, excited. That's good. Good to have you in. Good Tables to have you haven't in. been that great so far. That's, not, that's, that, that's not a shock. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's have that beginner's luck, even though it's been a couple of years. So uh, we got a new printer in exchange for you, Danny. But yes. I'm still not, overall, I'm not okay with the trade. Yes. I, I, we, we miss you around here, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I miss you guys too. But uh, no, it's, like I said, excited to be here. We'll be here through the rest of the week. And uh, 
We'll try to make the most of it and see what you and I can do at the poker table. Oh, we're definitely, we're definitely in trouble tomorrow <laughs> morning after the show. That's all I'll say. And that's uh, that's okay. Maybe 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 uh, maybe Kelly can get uh, yeah, big bets get off and get there. Kelly Kelly with us tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us work around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we don't have to twist his arm too much. So, uh, Danny, let's uh, we'll start with college hoops and then we'll mm-hmm. we'll work our way through whatever we work through. Just. I, I've asked this question to so many people, and there's no consensus answer. Who's your number one team in college basketball? Like you and I have talked about this when we've been looking at the futures market, and I guess, and it's not like I'm going out of the box here, but right now, doesn't it feel like Alabama has to be the number one team? I mean, based off the efficiency numbers, and look, I realize that they've dropped a few games that you're a little disappointed in their effort per se, but I'm fine with the team losing some of those big games. Right? You want your team, especially in college basketball, to have to deal with that adversity, suffer those tough losses so they can build from it. You don't want the team that's pretty close to flawless or really just dominant and getting these gross, kind of close, ugly wins. I'm fine with them getting chiseled along the way and kind of shaping out to be better made for the tournament. So I guess right now I would still have it at Alabama. Um, It's not to say that I bet them in the futures market, Jeff, not to say that I'm going to, because you and I have also discussed this. I think we're on the same page of, willing to wait till we see the layout and what we may suffer a couple dollars in terms of the futures market, but just to have the idea of what that path may be, may be worth losing a couple bucks if we want to get involved in it. Yeah. You know, again, we were, we were talking about this earlier in the show, just looking at the current futures board, Houston is still your favorite at seven to one. I I'm just scared with Houston yeah. of what happened to them in the elite eight can happen again. Right. Where, they're, they were more talented than Villanova last mm-hmm. year. There's no arguing that. But they were so dreadful shooting the ball in that game. It was 50 to 46. It was a terrible game. Yeah. And it didn't matter that they got four or five cracks and it couldn't make shots. Purdue, I don't trust at all. Edie's awesome, but their guards, I don't trust them in a the big game. And it comes down to two. You mentioned Alabama. If Alabama's making threes, no one's beating them. Right. They're the best team in the country when they're making threes. Mm-hmm. We've seen it this year. I mean, poor Vanderbilt, who beat Tennessee, lost to them by yeah. 60 <laughs> points earlier in the year. But I, I said this earlier, and of course, coming from the Mizzou grad, this goes over great. Uh-oh. Kansas, that's the team. Because last night was another one where just like, okay, everyone in the world was betting on TCU mm-hmm. last night, except for Sean McCollum in the corner there. <laughs> Nicely and, done, Sean. And... You have a team with Kansas where they're not as talented as they were last year. You lose two guys, and you lose Braun, you lose Abaji, you right. lose McCormick, you lose Remy Martin. Those are tough guys to replenish and reload. Mm-hmm. But Jalen Wilson's played at a, a, a national player of the year level. If it wasn't for Edie, he'd probably win the award. And in a game like last night where Wilson had foul trouble all game, he did not play well. He only had seven points. You can go on the road and beat a really good team in their house in what seemingly was a dreadful spot for Kansas coming off beating Baylor by 30 in the second half on Saturday. I, I have I have 15 to 1. I have 14 to 1. I have a bunch of numbers on Kansas. It's the only team in the futures market I bet twice. But I think they they're they're poised. They're and, and the one other thing with Kansas, Danny, and I'm curious on your shot uh, on your thoughts here, where everyone will point to Jalen Wilson. The guy who makes that team go is their point guard, Dewan Harris. Mm-hmm. The games they've lost have been games where Harris has not played well, especially that game against Tennessee that they lost in the Bahamas mm-hmm. to Tennessee. Dewan Harris played nine minutes that game because of foul trouble. If Harris stays out of foul trouble and is playing well, Alabama's the only team that, beat, that beats Kansas on a night where Harris is playing well. 
Yeah, and I, we were kind of talking about this yesterday, wondering how, if at all, some of these odds may shift based on some of these games. And I guess Kansas and their futures odds didn't really alter too much because they no. were at 11 to 1, maybe 12 to 1 at some books. I think the highest number I saw yesterday was 13. 13. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't disagree if you're looking to play Kansas at this point. And you get the narrative of how difficult it is to win back to back. But if there is a team that has certainly showed they're capable of doing it, of course, it's been the Jayhawks. You have a great coach himself. You have a team that's still like you said yes there's turnover but a program that still has that familiarity and some of that experience so to speak uh, going into the tournament as we know and then like you said the biggest thing if you were kind of unsure of Kansas what you saw from this weekend them coming back in the second half maybe that caused you a little bit of concern right because they got complacent they were just sloppy on their home floor they come back great all right awesome live betting opportunity but that's why it's set up so poorly mm -hmm. for a lot of people's minds for that game against TCU. And like you said, they just did not waver whatsoever. And no. TCU fought back. Now, granted, TCU, they had a lot of opportunities down low in the paint and couldn't take advantage. But again, it's not like Kansas ever quivered. They did not succumb to the pressure in a tough turnaround spot. And look, it's college kids. You think they could turn around easily. But I mean, these kids are are surrounded with a lot of flaws within themselves. And you're right. I mean, Kansas was incredibly poised. And the fact that you can still get them at double digits, even though, I mean, like when you're making these bets too, and we're talking about waiting till their path, Kansas, based on what we've seen, how they're built, the expectation should at least be final four right now. I yeah, absolutely, say, yes. So then at that point, if you have the ticket at double digits, a lot of these jurisdictions allow you to cash out and you can still profit assuming if they get to that point, which your bet should be based on at least getting to the final four naturally, then you can look for other ways to go about it. Hedging, cashing out, something like that. And I think that would be a viable option if you did that with Kansas at this moment. No, I look at there. There are, there are very few teams that would have a home court advantage in the NCAA tournament like Kansas would yeah. have if they get Kansas City. Because the four regions this year, of course, first time ever there will be NCAA tournament games here in Las Vegas. That's the West. That's, right. That's the Sweet 16, Elite Eight. Madison Square Garden, Louisville, and NKC. They get Kansas City, that's a whole different ballgame. Uh, but uh, I, I, Kelly's going to have to do some geography checkup for us here in a second. <laughs> Is Tuscaloosa closer to Kansas City or Louisville, Kelly? Can you uh, can you look that up for us? Got, I know, I know. Be Louisville. Yeah, it's I would be assume Louisville, it's right? Louisville, but but Alabama's a little bit closer to than uh, to Missouri than people realize. Yeah, I, I think right. it is. I would imagine it's Louisville, yeah. but if Kansas gets KC, where they would have to probably hop Houston these last few weeks in order to get it, mm -hmm. that's a whole different ball game potentially for them. It, uh, sorry, Dan. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say, and I know you and I kind of briefly talked about this, but really quick, I'm just curious your thoughts. And they got a you know a pretty big game tonight, and people have been talking about this team for a little bit of a longer shot. Creighton thirty to yeah. one worth a flyer. So down the board, if you're making me bet someone who's longer than 25, mm -hmm. the the only two things I'd really consider would be TCU and Creighton. Those would be the only two things I, I would consider TCU because with Mike Miles, they are capable of beating anyone. I know Miles did not play well last mm -hmm. night, but again, that was just played a great team. And even though neither team played particularly well, Kansas just found a way on you. Right. And Creighton, I look, Creighton is very talented. When Colt Brenner's been healthy, they've been as good as anyone. So thirty to one on them is pretty good. Uh, the rest of the rest of those down the board options, I don't think Xavier's good enough to win six. 
in a row. I don't think Iowa State's good enough to win six in a row. Can't trust Indiana away from home. I hope Big Ten is – I don't trust anyone in that conference at this point. And then Kansas State's the interesting one, but they're so top-heavy that if one bad game for Noel and Johnson put together, they're done. They're yeah. losing to anyone. Even a 14 seed could knock them out in that scenario. So, All right, quick time for tough. a numbers game geography lesson. Ooh, ooh, uh, Tuscaloosa to Louisville is a 42-mile trek. Tuscaloosa to Kansas City, 688 miles. Hold on a second, 42? <laughs> Jeez. 42? Not that close. What did I say? What did I say? You said 42. 421. Okay. Oh, yeah. You said 42. I was going to say, I'm not that ridiculous with my maps. Hey, we got more with Danny Burke on the other side. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Benham Jim, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with Benham Jim Rewards. Every time you make a wager at Bet MGM, you can earn Bet MGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can convert your Bet MGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Bet MGM, sports betting's premier loyalty program. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older to place a wager new and existing customer offer all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirement bonus bets are issued as non-withdrawable bets bonus bets also expire seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER happy to be with you here on a numbers game i'm jeff piles danny burke alongside kelly bidlin here as well it's a producer reunion here on the program. We're still missing Mondaka. It's a shame. It's good to have Danny back here. Yes, it Even is. Even though he only, he only lives 68 miles away, Jeff. So, you know, he <laughs> should visit more. That was one of your best, be, be, better, better moments of all time. Trying Kelly, to, try to squeeze that in before Kelly, the break. Kelly, Kelly, Bidlin, Kelly Bidlin try, almost making me seem like the biggest <laughs> idiot of all time. Thank uh, God you corrected me. I no, didn't even I, know I, I made a mistake. Look, look, look I wasn't going to... I wasn't going to let you make me look that stupid. <laughs> there are times where I'm willing to look stupid, but I knew I wasn't that wrong on that one. Think how much time we'd save if Kelly was mapping us our directions. Oh that would goodness. be great. Yeah, you'd, you'd be able to drive here. <laughs> oh, easily. <laughs> so, uh, Danny, uh, before we get into tonight's college uh, basketball slate, I want I want to go to the NFL real quick because because uh, today's Kelly. Today is the day that uh, teams can start tagging players. Yeah. Correct. So, of course, Lamar Jackson's the big one. That's the big one that can be tagged. Saquon, uh, also Geno Smith, uh, multiple options in Dallas with Tony Pollard and Dalton Schultz. Uh, Orlando Brown, who obviously had an amazing season for Kansas City. Uh, Josh Jacobs out here in Vegas, uh, possibility. So, I'll ask you this real quick. Lamar Jackson starts week one in Baltimore. Probably, I still think that's a yes, but I think it's a lot more tepid than even I thought maybe two, three weeks ago. It was like after that press conference from Harbaugh, I was like, all right, they're going to find a way. Not really certain they're going to find a way to the long term, but at least one more year. I think you nailed it right there, right? I don't know if they're going to find a way long term, but for one more year, yeah, they should be able to bring him back. And you're bringing in the new offensive coordinator. He's voiced his frustrations. 
So this is your do or die for Baltimore in terms of that long term. But if you're Lamar, I mean, what better situation are you really going to be dealt at this point uh, in terms of how? I mean, yeah, you hold a certain amount of leverage, certainly. But with Baltimore, you, you still have. I think the conversation is pretty interesting with Harbaugh and head coach. I feel like people are now starting to lose some trust in him. I still like him as a head coach. Very infuriating how they played this past season with losing so many of those close games, blowing so many leads. But again, Lamar Jackson, Jeff, has had no help really in terms of his receiving core. I mean, Mark Andrews, who's not even the best tight end in the league, is his best receiver, right? Mm -hmm. You got to get him help in that regard. You got to get him a little bit more help on the offensive line. The defense is doing fine enough to get by, that's for sure. But, I mean, he's got nobody to throw to. Hollywood Brown, he dipped. He's with Arizona. So he wasn't even qualified really as a top-tier wide receiver. So you got to help him out in that situation. And if you do, I still have a lot of confidence in this Baltimore team. So if they're willing to commit to that, Jeff, which they should be, why wouldn't you? then yes, Lamar should be coming back. The Ravens should be a playoff team. A lot of shoulds, but they have enough talent. And Lamar Jackson is talented enough to make that happen. But Baltimore just has to be willing to commit to him with putting weapons around him. You can't just keep relying on him to improvise, chuck it up, and hope Mark Andrews and some other scrub, and Mark Andrews is in a scrub, but whatever receiver oh, yeah. out there makes a big play. Yeah. No, I look, I, I that has been the knock on Baltimore these this era. Mm-hmm. Again, you the one year you go fourteen to two and you lose in the playoffs right away. You make multiple playoffs. I mean, you're in the playoffs this year. You had Cincinnati dead to rights, mm-hmm. and uh, then that ridiculous play turns really almost changed the entire season because yeah. if Cincinnati finds a way to beat Kansas City, I think Cincinnati would have been holding the Lombardi instead of KC. Uh, in the end, uh, all right. I gotta ask you this. I know oh, I know your answer go. already, but I gotta give the new. I gotta <laughs> give this audience the taste of this. The Bears should or should not trade Justin. Fields. Not happening. Not happening. I went on a little rant about this on Vison Primetime last night. Adam Burke's like, I think your your fandom came out. The passion came out. Look, it makes zero sense for the Bears to trade Justin Fields right now. I and I understand the points people are trying to make. But why would you get rid of Justin Fields in assuming that they're going to draft either a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud? We don't know what their ceiling is. We have an expectation now, I would say, of what Justin Fields' ceiling can be. You have to restart once again with this new coaching staff because Fields has not had a similar coaching staff in back-to-back years, right? He dealt with the nonsense of Matt Nagy and company. Then he had Getze and Eberflus his past year, and it took Getsy to the halfway point. You've heard me complain about this to figure out what kind of offense they should utilize to pertain to Justin Fields. Oh, we should mimic mobile quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. Who would have thunk it? Just everybody who had been watching Justin Fields from preseason to that point, but it took Luke Getsy to the halfway point to finally do it. And I've said this before, and it seems crazy, but on national broadcast, not that he had a realistic chance of this happening, but people briefly mentioned him in the MVP conversation. And Jeff, now he's actually receiving some of the most bets for MVP this upcoming year at 31. I think he got one first place vote for that. Yeah, he did actually. So look, obviously he wasn't going to win it, but the fact that he created that amount of offense with literally nothing, no offensive line, incompetent coaching again, no receiving weapons, You got to build around this guy. You trade to get other capital. You have the most cap space, get linemen, get receivers. You get Claypool in another year. Uh, You have Mooney who will come back healthy. You got Cole Komet who's emerging and you just have so much room available to build around him. Why would you start from scratch once again? It makes no sense. They're just doing it as leverage. And if you really did want to trade Justin Fields, Jeff, 
Wouldn't you wait for him to do better this year with weapons around him? Then you could trade him, and then you maybe look to draft a quarterback in next year's class, which seems to have better options, if you wanted to do that. All right, uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate real quick because I agree with you. I would not trade Justin Fields. To play devil's advocate real quick on two things. I don't know if he can throw the ball at an NFL level. That's the devil's advocate. I agree. I agree no, with that. That was, that was actually not even going to be my point. <laughs> okay. My point is, it is so important to have a. If if you don't have a Mahomes mm. or 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 a Brady or or a Payton yeah. back in the day, it is so important to have a guy on his rookie deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you restart the clock by taking Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud at one. So you have four years of those dudes on the rookie contract as opposed to the two with Fields. Mm -hmm. Of course, you would have to do the fifth-year option if you bring Justin Fields back for a fifth year. I think that is far and away the best argument because if you watch Fields, and look, there's arguments of, like Kelly said, can he throw the ball at an NFL level? There are legitimate questions two years in. I don't know that we know that. I think think he can. In my opinion, Danny's right. I think he shouldn't move on from the game. I think he can, too. I think he can do so many things on a football field Mm -hmm. that maybe only one other guy in the league can do, and and that's Lamar, with the way he can use his legs. Yeah, Hurts would be the next guy to consider. Hurts is is close, but you know the thing is with Hurts? Hurts is not an – this will sound weird. Hurts is not an explosive runner. Like I I hear you. So, like – Lamar, explosive yeah. runner, went in the open field. Yeah. Fields, we saw it multiple times. Yeah. That dude is explosive when he gets in the open field. But the biggest argument is you get to restart that rookie clock mm-hmm. if you take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud at one. You have $100 million in cap. You can go out and do things. The other argument, of course, is trade the first pick, get more assets, yeah. build around Fields correctly, and actually make sure he's not running for his darn life all the time. And that's the way I would play it, mm-hmm. but I get the argument of restarting the rookie the rookie deal clock, especially if you think it's even, or especially if you think younger Stroud is better than than Fields. Think how much pressure that would be for Ryan Poles, the new GM, came last year. If he were to trade away Justin Fields, they get either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, and it doesn't pan well, out. Or it's not right. looking to it, pan out. And look, is that, it worth it when you already know the ceiling and potential of a guy like Fields? It's not worth the risk, in my opinion. That's why I don't think Poles would do it. They're just putting it out there like every other rumor that these teams do close to draft time. It, you know, it's it's a risk. But again, if you, have, if you think in that room that Bryce Young – is better than Justin Fields, you've got to do it. I don't think anyone's that definitive. Yeah, I don't know. I, know. I think thing. it's a coin flip at Jeff, best. I agree. Jeff, I completely agree with you. At the same time, Danny, I think it's completely a smokescreen, <laughs> and they're going to get such a sweet <laughs> offer to get that yeah. number one pick. They will trade down, and this yeah. is just going to be a waste no, of time. No, Indianapolis is going to end up giving them a king's ransom. Yeah. yeah. That's what's going to end up happening. Here. And then you're thinking they go with Stroud, Yeah, right? I've changed my thought on that. Change your wrong. thought. Last I, week, I, it was I, Stroud. I was wrong. It's going to be young. <laughs> if they, if anyone's trading up, they're taking young and number one. I was wrong. I'll admit it. <laughs> Danny's pleasure as always, buddy. It was awesome. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's always good to have have DB in studio. You'll see Danny across the network tonight, uh, VEASAN Primetime. It's Burke and Burke. That's right. The Burke Brothers. (laughs) On uh, VEASAN Primetime at 6 o'clock Eastern. Kelly, thank you as always. Big thanks to everyone who joined the show, including Ian Eagle and, of course, our guy DB. The Lombardi Line is coming your way next.
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 